Blog Talk Radio. Happy Saturday to all my fellow animal people and welcome to a brand new edition of the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm your host, Marie Hewlett, and I thank you for tuning in. This morning, we're going to talk technology. I love reviewing new products that can help keep pets safe, so I have invited Lorian Clemens from Pet Hub to stop by in just a bit to give us all the details on a brand new product that will help locate lost pets quickly. Then, after our halftime break, we'll be speaking with Dr. Matthew Wheaton, the veterinarian who treated a puppy who chewed off its foot after its owners left it tethered and unattended in the backyard. This practice is unsafe and illegal, yet it is still so commonplace. It's a sad story that needs to be told, and fortunately it does have a happy ending, so keep your radio set on KJAZZ 88.1 FM, and we'll get started after a quick message from the station. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show, and it is my pleasure to introduce Lorian Clemens, the Director of Marketing for Pet Hub Incorporated. Welcome to the Pet Place, Lorian. Thank you so much for having me, Marie. We're excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to talk about your signal tag. We've talked about really special applications and things that people can do for a long time for finding their lost pets going way back to microchips. But you guys have taken it to a whole new level with your Bluetooth signal tag, and I just want to hear all about this. So I'm going to let you do the talking. Fantastic. Well, uh, as I'm sure you and your your listeners know, you know we're at a time where one in three pets can expect to go missing in their lifetime, and we have a huge surge of animals that are going into shelters all the time, and half of those guys aren't making it home, and so we. When we started this company about five years ago with our um, just our digital ID tag that had a QR code, it was really because we wanted to keep animals from getting into shelters. Microchips mm-hmm. are great, but mm-hmm. you know still requires going to the vet or the shelter to get scanned kind of a thing. So we've been developing this system now for five years that includes an online profile, a 24-7 found pet hotline, community amber alert system, uh, GPS mapping when the tag gets scanned, and all these other really great tools that are out there. And our newest tool that is adding to this system is our Bluetooth ID tag. So it has everything that uh, Pet Hub IDs have had in the past, but it adds that extra power of Bluetooth. So it's going to connect with an app where people can actually have an up to 500-foot range of their, with, with their pet. So imagine you're at the dog park. Um, it's going to tell you, you know, how far away your pet is. It'll beep when it gets to a certain distance away from you. It will not only beep you, but it will also beep the dog. And if you're ever in a situation where the pet is actually lost, you can actually lose it to, uh, use it to find the pet through a bunch of different ways. You can use it as you're getting closer to the, to the animal. The tag will beep. If it's at night, there's a remote uh, LED light that you can turn on, again, from up to 500 feet away, so oh, you'll be able to cool. see that light flashing. Okay. Plus, you can get everybody else to help you find it, too, through the app. Oh, how does that work? 
Well, that works because it's, you know, imagine, it's, it's, it's like when, when, when you use an app like, uh, you know, Foursquare or anything like that, and it tells you, hey, all these other people that you know are in the area. It's the same mm-hmm. type of thing. So everybody that's on the Signal um, system and, and or people that you've invited to be part of your pet's life, like your veterinarian, your neighbors, your significant others, your pet sitter, whatever, you can have them all be on the app. People that are maybe even out helping you find a lost pet and their smartphones are also sending out that signal to that tag. So rather than just combing the neighborhood yelling for the animal and looking underneath, you know, bushes and things like that, you've actually got the power of that Bluetooth working for you, and you can you can create a grid, and it will, it's amazing. We've actually gone out and tested it. It's really cool how quickly you can find things. Wow. An animal that's hiding can't hide from that Bluetooth that's going to find it. Oh, that is very, very cool. And is this just for dogs, or do you have it for cats also? Well, right now, I mean, we're 90% of Pet Hub users are, are dog owners. So, you know, yeah, we are kind of geared towards dogs, but it can absolutely be used by cats. It's it's uh, three-tenths of an ounce. It's a very, very light tag. Oh, okay. It's fairly large, though, because it was do- designed with dogs in mind. We are looking to do um, future editions that are much smaller for cats. Okay. Um, but we're starting off with dogs because, frankly, dogs are our biggest market right there, but absolutely can be used for cats. Well, I would love to see it uh marketed toward cats, because you may not know this, but 98% of cats that enter shelters are never redeemed by their owners, and they're not wearing ID. I did wearing, know that. They're not I wearing did know ID. that. It's yeah. tragic. Yeah, it's horrible. And because there's so many of them, the shelters have to try and figure out what to do at that point. They, mm-hmm. they place them up for adoption, but there aren't homes. And so the bulk of most shelters euthanasia is actually in cats. Right, and the the frightening thing, too, about cats, and this is something that we've seen time and again when we're helping people find their lost cats, is the cat is usually within a very short walking distance of the home, Mm -hmm. but is often hiding. So imagine if you had a powerful tool like the signal tag where that cat is terrified. He's hiding underneath the porch. He's right there. He he can probably see you, and you can't see him. Oh, man, yeah, that would be frustrating. Yeah, so this signal tag will actually help you pinpoint exactly where he's hiding. Oh, that is very, very cool. Is the signal tag only available through your website, or can somebody pick it up at a local pet supply store? Right now it's just available through PetHub.com. Okay. It's the, it's, uh, our version one is being available through PetHub.com through the end of the year. Starting in January, it will be available in stores. Oh, okay. um, but right now, through the end of this year, it's just available at PetHub.com. Okay. And are there designs or colors that you could choose from? Again, right now it's V1. So we're kind of this is this is one of the exciting things and also one of the scary things about being you know a brand new product is you bring it out and you want it, we want to see how people feel about it what what kind of designs are they looking for what kind of colors are they looking for you know we did actually experiment with some colors and and we're like hmm, we're going to put these out there to a couple of users just to try and get their feedback so mm-hmm. a lot of that we're, we're looking for the consumer feedback on it so right now the basic tag that's put, being put out there is as an off-white tag. Okay. But we're right now we're also designing a bunch of other new things that we're going to be trying and, and putting out there for users to see what they think and, and give us feedback on. Okay. If somebody got one of the, the V1 <laughs> tags, is there a way that they can provide you feedback directly? Absolutely. Actually, so our first 250 um, purchases are going to be part of this very special feedback group. They're getting a huge discount on the tag. It's $30 off the tag. The oh, normal nice. price is 
$69.95, so they're going to be getting it for $39.95. Yeah. They're also going to be getting some free stuff that we normally charge for in, in, in exchange for helping us and giving us that feedback. And there are going to be weekly questionnaires that go out, and there are going to be open forums for them to come in and give us feedback. We, that's one of the things how we built Pet Hub in the first place, was really opening up to the user and saying, what tools do you need? What, what else can we do for you to help you protect your pet and get your pet home fast? And so many of the tools that we've built, we've built with the user feedback that we got. Oh, that is really cool. I like that a lot. And I have another question for you regarding the tag itself. Yeah. Let's say I found a pet that was wearing a Pet Hub tag. Would mm-hmm. there be a way that I could let the owner know that I have their pet? Yeah, and that's the super-duper cool thing about this. So our existing tags are what we call our standard digital ID tag. It's, it's, uh, there are several different designs, but the basic core of it is it has a QR code, a, a URL website, and then that 24-7 uh, hotline phone number on it. Well, our new signal tags have that URL that has that unique ID that's just that pet. Mm-hmm. It also has that 24-7 call center phone number on there. So the same as all of our other tags, People can call the phone number. We've got folks 24-7 available to help the pet get home, and that they'll connect you directly to the, to the user. And the cool thing about that is, is that let's say you're out of town or you're at work, you don't answer your cell phone at work, you can have as many phone numbers as you like attached to the Pet Hub profile. So our, our call center will keep calling until we actually get a human being on the phone that can help that pet get home. Oh, wow. Plus, if you access it through the URL, then you're going to get an email notification saying somebody has accessed your pet's um, information, and if they're doing it from a smartphone, we can even pull down that GPS information and say, and this is where your pet was when they were found. Oh, that is very cool, yes. And and that is something that I do have some concerns about because there are a few people who will find a lost pet and not necessarily give it back no strings Mm -hmm. attached. They might call and they say, I have your pet and I want money and if you ever want to see it again. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, at, at the end of the day, somebody who has, you know, nefarious um, intentions, we can't, you know, prevent that from happening. Right. But we do have several tools like the fact that you have, we have instant GPS scans, tag scan notifications, things like that that can help dissuade that type of thing. We also have another program that we do, and this is somewhat unrelated to Signal, but it's still something that's part of the Pet Hub program mm-hmm. where you can actually get a DNA we call it a DNA paw print, but it's the DNA profile of your pet. Oh. The same as a human has a unique profile of DNA, uh-huh. so do dogs and cats. So okay. we can actually help you get that and attach that to the account. And basically it says when that, when that person accesses that account, this pet is DNA pro, uh, protected. And so if there is a you know, custody situation or a ransom situation, anything <laughs> like that, you have proof that that's your dog. What what I'm finding interesting is, let's say somebody does call and say they're not going to give you your pet back, you have the ability to track to a certain degree of accuracy where that person is and where they might have your pet? Yes and no. I mean, again, it kind of depends on if the technology is being you know, used as it was designed. Okay. Because, for example, I can I can set my smartphone to not give out any GPS information. Okay. People with with uh, good intentions don't do that. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, but because we're pulling that GPS information off the phone, they can also take the if they're wearing the signal tag. Of course, they can take the signal tag off and leave it there. And so you might find the signal tag, but not the dog. Um, so, but there are things that will at least give you clues to where that pet was found. Thing, you know, to give you a starting place for sure. Okay, that's excellent. 
And then one last question before we sort of recap and remind everybody where they could find the product. There's a way that you could enter all kinds of information about your pet into the system. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming, oh, hey. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've got four dogs. The, the canine spokesperson. <laughs> They're excited the about Signal too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's say your pet has a medical problem and yeah. somebody has turned the pet over to a veterinarian. They found yeah. it and they took it to their own vet. Um Will the vet be able to have access, let's say the dog needs medication every 24 hours and it might be right. two days before you could get back home? Does he have access to that information? Absolutely. So that, that's, this is another one of the beauties of the Pet Hub system that's, that's unlike any other system that's out there. So you can put unlimited data on there, including documents even, um, on there. And you can choose what's private and what's not private. But when they call into our call center, Our call center works with shelters, works with veterinarians and emergency personnel to get them that critical information, even if it's something that you, the user, may have marked as private because you don't want a neighbor or whatever to have access to that. Mm -hmm. We work with those emergency care people to get that information to the pet, to get them whatever information that they need, even mm -hmm. even to the point of putting them into contact with the, the the animal's actual vet. Oh, very good. Well, before we say goodbye, let's give out your website address one more time. It's PetHub.com. Excellent. Well, it is time to take a quick break now, but don't go away because we'll be right back with more of the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt, and joining us now is Dr. Matthew Wheaton from Alicia Pet Care Center. Good morning, Dr. Wheaton. Good morning. I am so glad that you're on the show today because I read the most disturbing article in the Orange County Register about a beautiful German Shepherd puppy that apparently was tethered in its backyard with chains or something and got tangled up and actually chewed off its foot to get away. That's right. It's a super sad story of why it's illegal to tether in California. What happened? How were you alerted to all of this? Walk me through it. All right. Well, so... uh, Rocky was turned into a local shelter, I believe the Orange County Animal Shelter, by his owners after they observed him having chewed his foot off, which basically he chewed it off almost to the ankle. Oh, my goodness. Uh, And when they noticed that uh, injury, they took him in and relinquished ownership rights to him uh, and gave him to the shelter. Wow. I don't really know much more about that. Uh, there's an investigation that's ongoing, um, so I don't I don't know what's happening. But uh, after that, he entered into the shelter system and was quickly deemed too much for the shelter to take on. So they reached out to rescue groups, Coastal German Shepherd Rescue, uh, which is a wonderful rescue, stepped in and uh, took him on, immediately brought him to us. We assessed his injuries, which were unfortunately just too too extreme to really do anything with down there can't walk on a stump that kind of thing so he uh, got pain medication and and bandage changes 
as he waited a day or so to get his leg amputated um, mm. near the hip. Oh, my goodness. Well, that that just sounds tragic, for one. But, but two, I'm, what did the owners say? I mean, you may or may not know this, when they brought their dog to the shelter, like, gee, my dog's missing its foot and I don't know why? <laughs> I mean... Yeah, they. I, I I've just seen in these reports that they they claim they they have no knowledge about this. Wow. I actually will be speaking with someone involved in the investigation on Wednesday in person. So maybe I will learn more. But at this point, I don't know anything else. Now, what leads you to believe the dog was probably tethered in the backyard? Well. <clears throat> there's two things. One is that the area of normal to abnormal on his lower leg is very clearly delineated. It goes from completely normal to really, really abnormal, uh, you know, just in a millimeter's distance there. And it's, it's clear, and I've seen several cases, not necessarily always like this, but um, I had a rubber band case before where, Someone put a bandage on their dog with a rubber band and did the oh. same kind of situation. You can really tell where the blood flow stops. Uh-huh. That was part of it. The other thing is we can actually see that uh, at that area of demarcation of abnormal to normal, there were marks on the skin that very much resembled uh, the type of chains generally that are used for this kind of tethering, wow. a small chain link. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. It, it just breaks my heart. I've seen photographs of this dog, and and Rocky is just an absolutely gorgeous German Shepherd, and I, I saw a picture of him giving you a big kiss, and he's clearly a sweet, sweet dog. Why anybody would relegate a dog like that to a life chained in a backyard is beyond me. Yeah, he is an amazing spirit. He really Obviously, he's a survivor, but he, you know, as as many dogs are, they want to please people. They want to be around people, which is the shame of the whole situation. They just want to be with other individuals, and uh, he's, you know, unfortunately paying the price of giving up a leg to get into a supportive and loving home, mm-hmm. which I think is is kind of the the silver lining on the situation. But it's horrible that he had to do that. Absolutely. That that is definitely the silver lining. You had to, he had to lose his leg, but he's probably going to get a wonderful home out of all this. I know a lot of people have read the story or heard the story on the radio or seen it on TV and and there's going to be a lot of people lined up to get this beautiful guy and he's going to have a wonderful home. I'm sure of that and your work on him to give him a second chance, that that's awesome. I know dogs are not like people who would probably go into severe depression if they had to have this kind of surgery. He, on the other hand, is getting around fine right now? Yeah, he's getting along great. Uh, walking on three legs for the vast majority of dogs and cats is, is very simple and, and easy to you know sort of redirect your center of gravity in about two hours after surgery, and wow. so I, I anticipate him having a nice, normal life. Oh, that's fabulous, and and he certainly deserves it. Now, I know that here in California, after a long, hard battle, believe it or not, it was difficult to get this law passed. In 2007, California became the very first state to pass a law that limits chaining and tethering. So, 
how can we help spread the word to make people understand that they can't do this? I mean, even if the law is on the books, it's difficult to enforce when a dog is in a backyard. Oh, there's so many, so many issues here. So one in California, I think locally, you know, the only thing that we can do is continue to keep going to our legal system and um, bring it to the attention potentially of the people that are doing it. Uh, whether it's through the legal system or on your own, I'm not saying be a vigilante, but um, making them aware of, of the fact that there is a law is a good first step, just being a normal, cordial person and and telling them that that's not right. Uh, in California, you know, we have a lot of uh, issues with our court system, so I think a lot of these issues don't really get pursued. In fact, uh, if you read the law, I believe that this person is likely going to be fined for $250, and that's wow. it. Wow. Um, so theoretically, it could be more, but I, I really doubt that. Mm-hmm. So this this law doesn't have much in the way of peace, but hopefully it just dissuades people from doing that. Um, I'm ready to go on an East Coast tour with Tiffany Norton from Coastal German Shepherd Rescue if there really actually was enough uh, I'd say buzz and interest on this. There's a lot of the story has um, really gone relatively viral. There's there's people that are covering this across the world in the UK and in other countries, and uh, it's certainly striking a chord with a lot of the people that really care about animals in our in our uh, current society. It is hard to believe that. California in 2007 was the very first state to enact a law against this practice, which means all the other 49 states had not. I'm wondering how many states now in 2014, if you know, currently have anti-tethering laws? That I do not know, but I would assume that it's a handful. Amazing. It really is. I just, for me, when you adopt a pet, whether it's a dog or a cat or a hamster, you name it, it's supposed to be part of your family. It's not supposed to be left out in the backyard, and it's definitely not supposed to be tied up. I mean, an intelligent, sentient being that's left to be tied up forever is just cruelty in my books. Uh, I would agree with that. It's, it's hard, you know, you're you're dealing with a public right now that I think sees pet ownership as a right and akin to buying a, an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't think things through. They get this sentient being that, that needs to have uh, interactions or, or it's going to uh, have health issues, etc. People don't really, I think a lot of times, think that stuff through and then... They get into survival mode, which is either, oh, I, I, what can I do with this dog? I don't have time for it. Nobody's at home. It's escaped the yard because we don't have a proper fence. And so maybe this is the alternative for them, not really thinking through what could potentially be the negative ramification of their choice. Um, but it, it spans the, the gamut, honestly, on um, care for all of our, our pets in the United States, and uh, it's it's something that I think people need to think through a little bit more. Someone's going to have to bring this to the forefront. Absolutely. Just putting out food and water for an animal does not constitute 
providing proper care. You have to give them an intellectual and an emotionally healthy environment to live and thrive in. And interesting, Dr. Wheaton, the Centers for Disease Control actually found that dogs that are chained for the duration of their lives are almost three times more likely to be involved in bites with human beings, which is it makes sense because they're emotionally stunted back there and they're never allowed to become social animals. Right. I mean, it's, it's similar to a cheetah in a, in a cage at a zoo. It's just, it's, it's depriving them really of their most vital need, which is companionship on the dog side. Absolutely. They need to be with other dogs and or people. Um, they rely on us for companionship, so I make an analogy to my clients at work. If you were on an island with thousands of dogs and you were by yourself as, a nor- as one person on that island, you would be crazy relatively quickly, but you would be better than being all by yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Dr. Wheaton, this story was really important in getting the word out for the general public. I'm still sad that Rocky had to go through all this, but his ordeal shines a spotlight on this outrageous practice, and hopefully other dogs will be spared his suffering. So thank you so much for stopping by the Pet Place to chat with me today. Thank you so much, and thanks for the interest in the story. You're very welcome. It is now time to take our last break of the morning, but when we return, be ready for Pet Place news and events here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Operation Santa Paws is in full force, collecting dog and cat toys, treats, food, and supplies that will be donated to local animal shelters and rescues. Your office, school, or organization is encouraged to set up a collection bin and then bring it to one of the many public drop-off locations so that these much-needed supplies can help make the lives of a homeless pet a little happier while it's waiting for a family to adopt him or her and give them that forever home. For more information, please visit www.santapaws.info. And don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org where we feature adoptable pets, provide resources to pet parents, and host a calendar filled with lots of fun animal-related activities. You can also leave us a message there and let us know what topics you want us to cover on this program. After all, we do this for you. Well, that's all for me today. Remember... Pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please stay or new to your pets and have a wonderful day. Mm-hmm.